Welcome to the Pre-Vet Podcast. I'm Alex Avellino, your tour guide on the journey to becoming a veterinarian. Listen along as we provide you with tips, tricks, and tales on applying to veterinary school. Welcome back to the Pre-Vet Podcast. I'm Alex Avellino, and today we have Dr. Lindsay Hockman, who is a clinical lecturer of integrative medicine at the UF Small Animal Hospital. Hello, Dr. Hockman. Hi, Alex. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. So today we're going to talk about integrative medicine. We're going to talk about what that even means for some folks at home who maybe have never heard about it. Um, but before we go into that, can you tell us about your path to vet med? What was college like? What was your major where did you do your internship and residency, all of that? Yeah, so I actually have been in Gainesville, Florida for, I think, 12 years now, which is insane. Go Gators! Yeah, so Gator all the way. I went to undergrad UF. Um, I majored in animal sciences and got a minor in business administration. Um, following that, I got into UF vet school. Um, so I did that for four years, actually concurrently with a master's in public health with the College of Public Health and Health Professions. Okay. So that was kind of a cool situation where I was able to do my DVM and my MPH degree in those four years. Um, and then after that, I got accepted for the integrative medicine specialty internship at UF. Uh, following that one-year internship, they actually accepted me as a faculty member concurrently with a non-traditional canine sports medicine and rehabilitation residency for which I actually just finished those requirements and will sit for boards coming up here in February 2020. Okay, so let's backtrack a little bit because you, I think, are on a different track than a lot of folks. Yeah, it was kind of a unique one. Yes. So potentially this, is this something that students should seek this exact path or just know that there are a lot of little different ways that they can do their education differently? Yeah. I mean, I think it just really highlights there's a lot of means to a similar end. So when I was in undergrad, I wasn't actually even sure pretty much till my last year of undergrad that vet school was going to be my track. So as a lot of pre-vet students are probably familiar with, the prerequisites to get into vet school or medical school are actually quite similar. Mm-hmm. So if you're just interested in medicine in general and aren't sure if you're more on an animal versus human track, I mean, undergrad's going to look very similar. And it really doesn't even matter that much what you major in as long as you get those prerequisites together. Right. So, I mean, sometimes even admissions committees really like that you have some diversity to your undergraduate degree because it just means that you're more flexible when you get into vet school and have a more broader knowledge base. So it really doesn't matter what you major in. I did end up majoring in animal sciences because that was more interesting to me, but I actually applied to med school and vet school at the same time. Oh, really? Yeah. So, I mean, I'm sure pre-vet students know it's kind of a huge pain in the butt to get into vet school because there aren't a ton of them versus medical school. It's very difficult to get in, but there are so many more medical schools. So Mm -hmm. when you have all the same prerequisites, um, minus, I guess you have to take the MCAT too in order to apply to medical right. school. Uh, it looks super similar. Um, so if I didn't get into veterinary school, I was preserving myself the option if I was still interested in medicine and maybe didn't want to take a gap year, which might not work for everyone, mm-hmm. I could potentially pursue going to medical school. But I got into veterinary school and that was my preference. So yes. I ended up going that way. Yes. 
Um, so that was smart of Dr. Hockman to keep her options open because she did understand how competitive vet school is. Um, so that's great. And she's right. A lot of the prereqs are very similar. Um, if you do decide to apply to vet school and med school and you have an interview for vet school or med school, potentially you might not let yeah. them know that you're no, applying to both. It wasn't broadly yeah. uh, discussed. You wouldn't share that, but it's still smart to keep your options open. Yeah. I mean, I knew medicine was going to be my future mm-hmm. in some capacity. Um, and I was just trying to brainstorm what I might do if I wanted to get into vet school and understandably didn't get in on the first try, as is not uncommon, uh, what I might do. So whether that would be get a job at uh, a private practice in vet med with a general practitioner and get more experience Mm -hmm. or potentially jump into a different but similar allied specialty. So I was just kind of keeping those options open. But yeah, you're totally right. (laughs) Probably don't go into your vet school interview and be like, it's cool if I don't get in because I've got these backups. (laughs) Yeah. Yes, they they probably wouldn't love that. No. Okay, so now you have not sat for boards yet. Correct. But so when that's you... the other kind of weird part about my path. Um, so my boards exam, so the path within veterinary medicine can be pretty different depending on what your end goal is. So I concurrently got my master's in public health with my DVM degree because I was more interested in epidemiology, research, and conservation medicine. That isn't exactly where I ended up in terms of specialty now. It's obviously all of these degrees end up being applicable in the allied health professions field, so I'm just using it a little differently than I initially planned. Um, But a lot of my experience actually leading into vet school was in a zoo, so I was Mm. more interested in kind of herd health and that sort of thing. So that was kind of the impetus to getting the MPH degree at the time. Um, But it gave me a really broad statistical background that's really helped me in a lot of my research endeavors now. So um, in vet school, I kind of developed a further interest in integrative medicine, and we'll talk more about like what that actually is, um, and ended up honing my focus there. Um, But following my veterinary school years, that's when I did the internship. So if you do want to specialize in something in vet med, it is very common that you'll have to do these additional years after your four years of veterinary school. So that's where it more mimics like a medical school Mm -hmm. curriculum in the sense that you'll do your four kind of didactic years with a teaching hospital year within that. But then following that, that's where you go into the match, match into an internship, and then potentially a residency after. And the goal of these internships and residencies after veterinary school is largely to end up in a specialization like cardiology, or in this case, uh, canine sports med and rehab. (laughs) Very specific. But so your internship was not a rotating small animal internship. Correct. So that's usually what people will do after your four years of vet school is they'll say, okay, I'm either interested in potentially large animal or small animal. Mm -hmm. And if you're interested in small animal and are seeking a residency in a small animal specialty, usually you'll do a rotating small animal internship, which is basically as a doctor at this point doing a very similar thing that you did during your clinical year in vet school, uh, but obviously with a lot more primary case responsibility, um, but still having a lot of mentorship ideally at a lot of these academic or private institutions. So you'd rotate through like internal medicine, general surgery, those sorts of things. My specialty internship, I was very lucky to get kind of directly out of vet school, mostly because I kind of had 
uh, a relationship with the service already. I did a lot of research with them mm-hmm. while I was still a vet student, so they felt comfortable kind of taking me without doing the rotating internship, okay. which is kind of the more traditional path. Um, so jumping straight into the specialty internship, the majority of my time was focused on the specialty of integrative medicine, but I did have the opportunity to fortunately rotate through uh, neurology, radiology, orthopedic surgery, a lot of the things that are really helpful out rotations to kind of help support that service too. So let's dive into what integrative medicine is. What is a simple definition of integrative medicine? Yeah, it's a really good question. Uh, So integrative medicine, at least at our UF Small Animal Hospital, it's comprised of a lot of different kind of facets of medicine that maybe don't fit amazingly in other services. So ours is comprised of nutrition, which two of the faculty members on our service are board certified in animal nutrition as well. I am not. Um, They also do, um, we do canine sports med and rehab. So we see either working dogs, agility dogs, as well as companion animals that might be getting older and having mobility issues and doing rehabilitation therapy for those guys. Okay. Uh, And you will be boarded in that. Correct. Okay. Uh, We also do hyperbaric medicine or hyperbaric oxygen therapy, um, acupuncture, and then some traditional Chinese medicine, too, as kind of a complementary approach to a lot of our animals that need continued care, whether it be palliative care because they might have cancer or some other terminal condition, or kind of in addition to their mobility management as well. Okay. So to me, what it sounds like is integrative medicine uses multiple techniques to you know, help these animals either have longer life, have a better life, yeah. uh, maybe rehab if they've had an injury. Um, so with those techniques, I mean, what do you like, what do you think about it? Do you think that, do you have a favorite one? Do you have one that you're like, I have seen this one work so many times. I'm so yeah. glad I get to learn about this. You know, what kind of students, sh- what should they be thinking about when they think about integrated medicine and these techniques? So I guess the best way of describing it is we're using complementary and alternative strategies in addition to conventional medicine to maximize these animals' quality of life. Mm -hmm. So this is actually a common thing that's up and coming on the human medicine side as well. There is an integrative medicine department at Shands here at UF, Mm -hmm. too. Um, So I can't say I necessarily have a favorite kind of aspect of integrative medicine. Probably the thing I like the most about it is it affords me a lot of flexibility with all of these different kind of subspecializations almost to look at the animal as a whole Mm -hmm. and really make sure I'm not missing anything that maybe traditional Chinese medicine couldn't totally address alone or conventional medicine couldn't totally address alone. So I have the ability to be flexible and use a lot of different perspectives to treat the entirety of that patient. So um, now, Dr. Hockman, you guys have a pool yeah, in the integrative medicine That's everyone's room. favorite. Yes. Um, so I always tell, we take tours around the hospital yeah. and I tell students, you know, make sure you take a peek in this room because you're going to see this pool and potentially you'll see an animal in it. Mm-hmm. Um, so you guys have a lot of neat toys, I would say, in there. Yeah. Um, what are the pros of having a pool in your 
room. in our treatment yeah. space besides it just being fun for yeah. tourists to see. Yeah. And um, so we're we're really lucky to have a lot of different modalities that we can treat a lot of these patients with from a rehabilitation perspective. And hydrotherapy is one of the really big ones. So we have the pool as well as a couple of underwater treadmills. Um, and it's probably not too dissimilar from what you might think on the human medicine side, where obviously it's a lot easier for people to exercise in a pool when they have some sort of a mobility deficit. So it works really well for animals from that perspective too. And especially if you have an animal that likes swimming, yes. we can kind of combine the fun with the exercise. Yeah. How do cats do in the pool? Um, I can't say, well, maybe I've had one cat in the pool as long as I've been there. And um, it takes a special type of feline yes. to enjoy hydrotherapy, but it's not totally impossible. I mean, we do have a cat actually coming regularly now for underwater treadmill therapy, okay. actually for weight loss because she's quite overweight. Oops. So that's a kind of nice way to have a low impact exercise on the joints of your patient mm -hmm. while kind of maximizing range, range of motion of all of these joints and facilitating weight loss. So, um, I mean, as long as you take everything slow, maybe sure. have some good bribery in the form of tuna fish or something yeah. like that uh, we t try and take into account like behaviorally how able are we to kind of facilitate these exercises mm -hmm. but cats are totally not exempt by any means from integrative medicine or rehab just yeah. sometimes the water might not be their favorite favorite So in the case of this cat or in any animal that is maybe using the underwater treadmill, potentially, yeah. are they also, because the cat's overweight, are we looking at the nutrition for that cat and using the treadmill? And could we potentially be doing acupuncture for the cat's joints? Could we be doing all of that with one patient? Yeah. So I think you kind of just like hit the nail on the head. That's really a lot of what our treatment plans look like in integrative medicine, because we're kind of combining a lot of conventional and complementary approaches to achieve this common client and veterinary goal for mm -hmm. this cat so it's we want the cat to be more comfortable walking it probably has some degree of arthritis because it's been walking on these joints for a while with additional weight and we know that the fat actually can promote arthritis as well mm. um, so really we'd be thinking about the underwater treadmill like we said for the joint range of motion mm -hmm. uh, the exercise the muscle building as well as the cardiovascular training and weight loss uh, the acupuncture potentially from the perspective of alleviating some of this joint pain and then of course this has to be combined with some sort of a nutritional strategy sure. for weight loss yes I will say it is my favorite room to walk by. Like I said, you do see the pool, but you can also walk by anytime and see um, cones with PVC pipe attached to them and see animals <laughs> jumping over like a tiny agility course, or you can see like a pug with um, goggles on because they're yeah. getting, what's going on with the goggles? What the is that? Goggles. It's actually really cute. They're called doggles. doggles. I guess you can't call them that if it's on a cat, but goggles. Um, that's not the same. No, it's no. not as cute. Mm -mm. <laughs> so we put these goggles on the dogs as well as the people have protective eyewear if we're doing laser therapy. So okay. laser therapy can be used for a variety of conditions, but very commonly you'll see us using it on arthritic joints to kind of reduce pain and inflammation locally within these joints. So it kind of ends up being an adjunctive treatment strategy in addition to maybe other things that we're doing to help promote healing or reduce pain. So the laser light is actually dangerous. The scatter of the electromagnetic radiation can damage their retinas. So mm. we try and make sure we're protecting the animal's eyes as well as the treatment practitioner's eyes as well. Okay. So and for, it looks cute. It looks so cute. Right. Everybody right now, you know, if you're listening, just quickly Google 
doggles so you can see what this looks like. It is truly a joy to walk by and see these animals wearing those. Dr. Hockman, I think we could talk about integrated medicine all day because yeah, there's probably. so much about it. It's, it is so interesting. Um, but if you could sum up for students listening at home, what kind of student do you think would really benefit from exploring integrative medicine? Who, who is that personality who would love this? That's a really good question. I think I'm going to use myself as an example here because, like I said, I mean, I came into veterinary school probably most interested in conservation medicine, herd health, uh, maybe even working at a zoo or focusing on wildlife one day. And it really wasn't until I got into my clinical year of veterinary school, had the ability to take the integrative medicine rotation as an elective, mm -hmm. which I was kind of just randomly paired with. It wasn't something oh. I sought out. And in those two weeks, I saw so many things that were really inspiring that I think it just completely rerouted what I was imagining my career to look like. Yeah. Um, so really what I'd encourage any student, whether they're pre-veterinary or in their veterinary curriculum, yes. is really just making sure as you move through these years, especially your clinical years, keep an open mind with every rotation you go on because you might find something that you actually didn't even know existed. And we're probably moving in the veterinary curriculum here soon throughout all the vet schools to make integrative medicine and actually a mandatory requirement mm -hmm. for a lot of students because even if it's something you're not interested in practicing yourself for the rest of your life, far and away, a lot of our client base is increasingly interested in right. this. So it's really something we want to make sure all of the veterinary students have some exposure to and be able to answer some of these client questions from kind of an evidence-based perspective. Mm -hmm. So I think almost anyone can really benefit from taking the rotation, even if it's not something you want to do for the rest of your life. It's really just something to have a good knowledge base on. Absolutely. Being able to meet the needs of your future clients, whether or not you practice that particular specialty or know about that innovative research, um, being able to provide them with some info and forward them to the folks who do is going to be so important. Dr. Hockman, thank you so much for being here today. Yeah, thanks for having me. I've loved hearing more about integrative medicine, one of my favorite services in the hospital. Um, and for you students at home, your homework was to Google doggles. De and definitely Google doggles. Google doggles and uh, continue to keep an open mind with your education in veterinary medicine and beyond. I'm Alex Avellino, and we'll talk to you soon.